0: Hello, this is the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McAbee. Each week we talk to one of your favorite WGN Morning News personalities. We ask them personal questions and try to make them squirm a little bit. We dig up the scuttlebutt and dish on the hot goss. Ross, what do you like most about this week's guest? My favorite thing about this week's guest is she's tall, but she's not too tall. How about you, Brian? What do you like about this week's guest? I love this week's guest because one time she went one-on-one with Paul Conrad. She made a strong move to the basket, but Paul Conrad's got some hops, and he went up and he blocked her shot, and when I think of that moment, it brings me more joy than most other things in this dark, cruel, miserable world. (laughs) ¶¶ This is the WGN Morning News Podcast. Our guest this week is morning show anchor Lauren Jiggetts. Lauren joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. Well, Lauren, we work for Channel 9. This is a behind-the-scenes podcast where we learn secrets about you. I was wondering if I could ask you nine very personal questions. Are you willing to answer my questions? Let's do it. All right. Time now for nine very personal questions. These are nine very personal questions. All right, Lauren, are you ready? Yes. Question number one. What is the best dessert?
1: Oh, oh I have so many. Ghirardelli brownies, dark chocolate brownies, are my favorite.
0: Which actor would play you in the WGN Morning News movie?
1: I always pick Halle Berry, just because why wouldn't I pick Halle Berry? (laughs) Let's say
0: you have three hours to yourself without any commitments. How do you spend that time?
1: I would finally pick up a book I've been reading for the last six months that I get like maybe a chapter done a month.
0: What book is that?
1: Empire of Pain. Which movie is the best movie? The best movie? Um... I would pick it's a wonderful life. I didn't see it till I was an adult, and I really like the message.
0: I cry like a little baby.
1: I cry too during that. I think it's it's a really great message. It's a beautiful yeah. yeah.
0: what is your favorite word? Bedtime <laughs> Wow. are you awake right now
1: i I am awake right now. This is a good time for me, and then uh, afternoon it gets a little hairy.
0: I see yeah. When is your bedtime?
1: um eight thirty.
0: Oh, so you sleep the whole night through. No naps? Oh,
1: I don't do, no, I don't nap. I think that's a big uh, misconception about me. I don't nap. I don't, I can't, I am too anxious, so I can't fall asleep during the day. Least favorite smell? Melted cheese or butter, melted butter even. It's hard picked between the two of them. It's just a visceral reaction. It's not my fault. It was the way I was designed. (laughs) When you order a pizza, where do you like to
0: order from and what are your go-to toppings?
1: Just Cheese. Um, and I would probably pick Giordano's. I just I grew up on it, so it's familiar. I like thin crust now. You see dip, deep dish until I got older and my body stopped being able to handle deep dish pizza. Just cheese. Just cheese. I had, on vacation, I had a pizza with pork and pineapple on it, and it was quite good, but I would still pick just cheese.
0: What do you think happens when we die?
1: I like to believe that there is some sort of heaven and... That people that didn't do nice things or good things on Earth don't go there. If
0: you weren't at the old number nine, where would you be?
1: Gosh, I don't know. I've been th- I thought about that a lot. When you see people leave the industry and they go into PR, which is not something that I'm particularly interested in, I am really not sure what I would be doing. I think that's why I've stuck with this job because I enjoy it.
0: Because you enjoyed it, because you don't know what else you'd be doing.
1: No, I don't see. I don't. I haven't seen anything else that I think I would enjoy more than what I'm doing right now. I read a feeder article where you said you could see yourself in the State Department. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I really like international news. I find it fascinating. So I could see something like that, but that would mean I'd have to move. I can't move from Chicago. You like it here. I do like it here.
0: All right, that was question number nine. I had one last bonus question. It's a little controversial. Okay.
1: This is a bonus controversial question. Why
0: do you hate Weird Al Yankovic?
1: I do not hate Weird Al Yankovic. Where did you come up with that?
0: A little birdie told me.
1: Oh, no, I don't hate him. That's a strong word, Brian. I don't know if I understand um, some of the humor involved in it.
0: So there is, you do have a problem with him.
1: No, I do not have a problem with him, Brian.
0: Have you been on record saying something where you are not into Weird Al Yankovic?
1: Oh, I would say that I'm not into that. Yeah, that's a fair statement. I don't hate him, though. I don't like fart jokes like that kind of stuff. So maybe that's part of what I You're very sophisticated. Not. It's just just not my type of humor. That's all.
0: So we got to cut that fart segment.
2: (laughs) I worked on that all
1: night. (laughs) It was a lot of research.
0: All right. This has been nine very personal questions. These are nine very personal questions. You're listening to the WGM Morning News Podcast. More with Lauren Jiggetts coming up. (laughs) listening to the WGM Morning News Podcast. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross McBee. Next week, we'll be joined by Morning Show Sports anchor Pat Tomasulo. If you have a question for Pat, call 773-883-3323. That's 773-883-3323. You can leave a voicemail and ask Pat whatever you want. Then we'll play it for Pat when we record his interview next week and force him to answer your question. Make it interesting. Make it funny. Let's have some fun. One more time, 773-883-3323. Call now.
1: This is the WGN News Podcast. I'm Lauren Jiggetts.
0: Do you know the name of the show? WGN Morning News. You didn't say morning.
1: How long have you worked here? You omitted okay. morning. Well, I have my deepest apologies. Okay. One more time. This is the WGN Morning News Podcast. I'm Lauren Jiggetts. Hey, thanks, Lauren Ross. I heard you found a
2: clip. Yeah, Brian, I found a clip featuring this week's guest, Lauren Jiggetts.
0: Then I guess we should play a clip.
1: Let's, Let's play, play a clip. clip. Let's Let's play play a clip. clip.
2: All right, Lauren, this segment is called Let's Play a Clip, and this clip here showcases your biggest fan.
1: It's really been wonderful, and it's a blessing. You know, uh, when she first started out, I told her I wanted her to go to law school. He did. He still uh, tells me that. (laughs) It's not too late, Lauren. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, what? to have the opportunity to sit and watch her every morning here on WGN, it's really been a wonderful thing. And I remember her traipsing around with me through all the various different stations and places that I work. And uh, and now to see this the fruition of all this, but I have to tell you, the most wonderful opportunity we had uh, together was uh, when we were doing the Harvard-Yale game Mm -hmm. back maybe about 15 years ago, Mm -hmm, and uh, we were both announcing the game for uh, WG in America. Mm -hmm. And uh, we both had an opportunity to work together, and that was, uh, to me, the greatest thrill for her to toss it back to me and go, Daddy.
2: (laughs) So for our listeners, that's your dad, former Chicago Bear Dan Jiggetts, uh, right there, he sounds both proud and uh, disappointed in you. Let's I think unpack a little that.
1: bit of both, really. And he's not kidding. He really wanted me to go, I think, uh, go into law school or do some other profession. He loves his job. He loved his job. Yeah. Um, But I think he knew the challenges that are involved in broadcasting. And I think he wanted me to have a really solid future and... So he really did not push me into broadcasting. Although what was funny is he would bring us in, especially when he was working at Fox. Right. He would go there. I would sit and watch Robin Robinson and say, I want to be her. Yeah. Like, this looks like an amazing job. So it was constantly around studios, even though he didn't necessarily want me so to So he definitely do led that. you astray. Yeah, it's his fault, from basically. From the yes. of the yes. lawyer. Yeah.
2: He also, uh, Brian pointed this out. He used traipsing. That's a big word. Traipsing. <laughs> uh, Harvard-educated man, yeah. of course.
1: Yes. <laughs> traipsing around. <laughs>
2: right, right. I, I read somewhere, too, he was going to go to Ohio State, but then he went to Harvard? Yes. Yeah, he was going to play for Woody Hayes? He was going to play
1: for Woody Hayes. He had committed to Ohio State. Um, his mother died his senior year in high school, and yeah. he, his father had died previously when he was 14, um, and her last wish was for him to go to Harvard, because she said, you can't take away your education. And wow. so that was, Woody Hayes was not happy with him. I bet. But he ended up going to Harvard.
2: Uh, he you know, he talked about it in that clip but like, what was it like for you working with him and broadcasting?
1: It was really strange. Yeah. um, it was it was really fun. It's a really great memory. Um It's funny because I think when he watches me, he gets anxious watching me. And when I watch him, I get anxious watching him, which is a yeah. weird feeling. Uh, I think because we both know the challenges and what's involved in our jobs. um but it was really cool experience. i th- I did the Harvard Yale game twice. There was one instance where I did a live thing with him. It's just a really cool memory to have and something that my kids will be able to watch and their kids too. What advice
2: has he given you like in your job or just life advice?
1: He had taught me early on that education was extremely important. Um, and it's funny, like I, in my, I think when I was in junior high, I'd always gotten straight A's and in this one instance, I got a B plus and he called me B baby for the rest (laughs) of the school year. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, It it was never like to the point of pressuring me so much that I felt like I was going to collapse, but it was always this expectation that a lot has been given to you. So a lot is expected. Uh, So I, I think that that, like he instilled lessons of that in me. And I think also just watching him and knowing that you, you have to stay true to who you are and you have to treat people with kindness and be a decent human being. And he's always been that. And I've seen him in a lot of different situations where unfortunately people around him weren't decent human beings and he's always stayed true to who he is.
2: Does he carry that on now to uh, his grandkids?
1: Yes, and it's funny. So my dad and my mom have two girls, right, me and my sister, and I think he – I certainly did not excel in sports. My sister was a really great swimmer, but now he's got four grandsons, and I think he's enjoyed it so much. He just can't get enough of watching them play, and you know, he's always comparing his hand size to my son's hand size because my my oldest son has very – he has paws. (laughs) Um, But it's been – he – spoils them so badly to the point where it's hard to get them to come back down to earth when they go home. Mm. Uh, It's been pretty neat to see, though, because I think it's cool for him because I didn't know my grandparents on on my paternal side. And I think he knows what a privilege it is to be able to to see your grandchildren and watch them grow up.
2: Are they following in his footsteps playing football? Oh,
1: gosh, not right now, I don't think. I'm not sure if that's ever going to develop or not. My dad keeps saying he keeps holding out hope. It's weird. He wants... He wants to see them probably play some sort of sport, but I think he has hesitations about football, and understandably yeah. so. So he's always saying, well, if they could be a quarterback, the most there protected out yeah, player on the field, then maybe uh, maybe I'll endorse that.
2: Exactly. Uh, did your dad, like growing up, uh, I just see you as being like, uh, my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> did you say that to any kids back in the day?
1: You know, I don't know if I ever had to go there. Uh, My sister had to once with a a coach and I know my dad had a very aggressive conversation with this coach, but um, no, you know, I, I, I had a basketball coach once that made a somewhat nasty remark about my dad when my dad was on the score. And I just looked at him like this guy, you know, he's had so much success. Why would you find it necessary to make a negative comment like that? I always think when people make comments like that, it's, it makes, it says a lot more about them than about the person that they're targeting. Right. Um, so that was really like the only time I've never had to like be like, my dad's gonna find you behind the Mariano's and beat you up or something like that. But he would. But he would be was.
2: clear. He would crush you. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> pancake you down and to the ground.
1: like, I'd never get back up again. Okay. Yeah. What's
2: the uh, coolest story that he like tells over and over again to either you or anyone in the family that'll listen?
1: Oh my gosh, he's got so many. I'm trying to think of what would be. I mean, I think like a lot of the stories he has with Walter Payton. Uh, he really treasured that friendship. And he they had, it uh, sounded to me like a very funny friendship, uh, just to hear some of the stories of when he was playing for the Bears. And then when he was cut from the Bears during the strike, he picked up with the USFL. And he, my mom, you know, we all stayed in in Chicago and he went to San Antonio to work for the gunslingers. And he describes having to chase down the team owner to get his paycheck because it was just, you know, it was kind of like a league on the ropes. Uh, So it's just interesting to hear, you know, he's had highs and he's had somewhat, you know, lows. And I don't know if... People always think about that when you look at someone who's played in the NFL for a number of years and has had a lot of success in broadcasting, and there's a lot of different things that have happened along the way. Uh, does your dad really tune in at 4 a.m. every morning to watch you on the show? I thought that was funny that he said that, because yeah. I know most days he gets up at 7. Oh, okay. <laughs> every once in a while, he'll try to, he'll catch us, and he'll make sure that I know that he watched and he'll mention something during the show right. um, but it's certainly I can't imagine it would be every day well
2: he's really watching for Dan Ponce
1: yeah that's I mean he's waiting for Dan to come on the of year, course. And he's hoping that Dan will sing at some point oh my darling and then it goes wait
2: my darling I hunger for your
0: touch this is the WGN Morning News podcast stay tuned we've got a fun surprise coming up next Time now for checking in with Conrad. Hey,
3: Paul. Hello. Hey,
2: Paul. Hello. Time for checking in with Conrad.
0: Each week I check in with morning show weatherman Paul Conrad. Let's check in with him now. Hey, Paul. Hello. Paul.
3: Yes? (laughs) Are you afraid to ask me a question?
0: Well, Mike Jensen made you some chili, and it's on the table right now, and I'm
3: looking at it. It looks delicious. It is, like, unbelievably good. It's fantastic. It's brisket, chili. I don't even know how to describe it, It's, but it's... By far the best chili I've ever had. In your entire life? Yep, in my entire life. So you are going to share? Or you no, are- no, no, I'm not going to share. If I had like a big vat of it, I'd be like, here, here, have a spoonful. But I got this is like maybe two cups worth and I got to, you yeah. know. All right. What's on your mind, Paul? Uh, I've uh, been losing some sleep over something. Um, I got an email uh, in my junk mail from John Kennedy and I deleted it. And then I emptied out my trash, and I'm beginning to wonder if this was an email from either John F. Kennedy or his son, John Kennedy Jr., and maybe they were trying to reveal uh, something to me, you know, like send me a message to tell the rest of the world, and I deleted it, and now I'm thinking, oh, I should have just opened that one. So you think you've done a disservice to humanity. Perhaps so, and so now I'm beginning to think, wow, how do you— if you've deleted it and then you've deleted it out of your trash i may never know so that i'm losing a little bit of sleep but they've been gone for a while now so i suppose if they're emailing me they could probably email larry or somebody else so that's my hope
0: all right this has been checking in with conrad hey paul hello hey paul hello
2: time for checking in with conrad
0: we'll have more with lauren Jiggets coming up This is the WGN Morning News Podcast. We're here with Lauren Jiggetts. Lauren, you anchor the news here on the old number nine from 4 to 6 a.m. every weekday. But before that, you made an appearance on the big screen. <laughs> Tell us about that.
1: Well, so my mom had had me in um, m- modeling when I was a kid. And we had, I'd done extra work, which is, you know, you're in the background in a movie or whatever. So it was in, actually in Vice Versa, which was a movie that was shot here in Chicago. When I, my first job was in California and I'd gotten my second job in Boston and I had a couple months in between where I was preparing to move and was thinking, well, what do you do in Los Angeles when you don't have a job? You can be an extra in a movie and you get paid, you know, a, a, a decent amount. Like I was thinking, okay, well, this would be great to have some money to for this move. Uh, so I signed up with this ac- extra casting agency and I get a call almost immediately for a movie called The Island. It was a Michael Bay production and I go and it's like, dystopian kind it was very strange and we were all supposed to be like cyborgs almost like almost like perfect human beings which was very strange so i wore this white spandex (laughs) very tight (laughs) outfit and i'm thinking i have no idea what is going on here and there's all this politicking going on between extras because everybody wants a sag after card and so if you get a line you have to have a certain amount of lines i think to get a sag after card And it's very competitive. Like someone wants this hair person or someone's this makeup person. I'm thinking, what is going on here? What time is lunch? So we finally get onto the set and Scarlett Johansson's a wonderful human being, like super nice. So we're in this scene where we're supposed to be pretend talking to other like cyborg people about, I don't know what. But some extras take it a little too far and, you know, try to be too demonstrative or whatever. So I get stuck with this guy who tries to engage me in this conversation. I can't remember what the conversation was about. But he's talking at me and I'm trying to be polite. So I'm trying to listen to what he's saying. And as I'm about to respond, I didn't realize that Michael Bay had said cut. So I am still talking. Michael Bay comes up to me and starts screaming at me. And I need to follow instructions. And you know what happened to the guy? The guy walked away. The guy that was trying, that was distracting me that whole time. I was like, this is not what I want to do. I do not want to be an actress. I don't even really want to be in this movie. I just was trying to make a little bit of extra money before I moved to Boston. But it's, I mean, he literally was quite angry with me. And I, can, I get from his perspective, I guess I can see why. But I felt like saying like, hey, this is not even my fault. This guy was trying to distract me because he was trying to make himself a star.
0: Stanley Kubrick famously um, was a jerk. I think Hitchcock, so as
1: uh, Michael Bay, same sort of rage. But I see. Uh, but what you're saying is, I understand where he was coming from with it. I think that probably all directors, to a certain extent, have an ego, right, and are.
0: Is it ego or is it, you know, here we're trying to do a thing and um, fall in line? We got a lot of people. I think
1: so. And I mean, I I was a peon here. This was, you know, I was just the girl in the white spandex no. suit. <laughs> I was not featured strongly in that scene.
0: Do you know the exact hour and minute? I don't. Off the top of your head? No. Oh my gosh. So we can play no. that back? I
1: do not remember <laughs> Come on! I only watched it once, but it is funny because the women that they had picked—I started getting a feeling about what was going on. They were all like six feet, and we all had like slicked back hair. Mm. And it was just a very funny experience, and I think, gosh, I've never been around so many women that are almost as tall as I am. So there was some heightism happening. I think that they were very <laughs> particular about who they were picking for this. Like you had to be, because like when you sign up to be an extra, it's like when you're trying to be a model or whatever, you have to put down your measurements and. What size you are and what height you are. What are your measurements? Brian, that is absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> just... I couldn't resist <laughs> asking
2: there. I'm sorry, you set me up. Um, <laughs> what was this, 2000? So <laughs> they probably.
1: So that was before you had two kids? <laughs>
2: I thought maybe at a growth spurt. That's all. I <laughs>
1: no, no, no. Sadly, no. I've always been tall. Uh, you mentioned in the beginning there you did modeling early on. They um, did print ads for Marshall Fields, for Kmart, for catalogs. Child modeling is strange. It's a. It's also very competitive, and it's the parents that are competitive with other parents. Um, so I tried out once to be, Rebe. Ja- I think Reby Jackson. Um, they were doing a Jackson Five, a, like a, a mini series or something, and. You, you know, kids are practicing their lines and their parents are like, No, you got it wrong. Like, you gotta do this over again. I never felt that type of pressure, but I also didn't enjoy it. It just was not necessarily for me. And I was in a magazine in high school and they called me majorly mysterious. And they oh. <laughs> they okay. changed like all like it was funny when I saw the picture in the magazine, I was thinking, This doesn't look anything like me. It was just a funny A funny experience to see that and think, oh gosh, I just don't know if this is actually for me or not.
0: So it sounds like you did a lot of modeling and acting as a child. Was this, were your parents pushing this? Was this you?
1: No, um, I think it was my mom really wanted to explore it and then eventually decided that it wasn't the right path. My dad wasn't particularly supportive nor interested in it. I did a fashion show and it was for a modeling agency and they called and for some reason, my dad had answered the phone. And he, the man had said, you know, I don't think Lauren is um, is model material or whatever. Like, oh, gosh, darn. Um, but my dad, you know, t- told him off, essentially, and said, you know, she's got better, not that she's better things to do, but that she's really focused on on school or, or whatever. But it was, modeling is a very, um, it's tough. Not because, like, of what you're necessarily, what you're doing, but you get a lot of critique about your body. Um, At the time, at least, I don't know how the industry has changed since then. And I remember one guy telling me, you know, well, your hips are too wide, or you're too big, or, you know, all these things that you think, okay, at the time, like, fine, whatever. But then they kind of play back in your mind a little bit. And they get into your psyche about like, gosh, yeah, maybe I am too big, or maybe my hips are too wide, or maybe I need to change this or that or something else about the way that I look. Um, so I think for me, it wasn't necessarily the best thing for me to be in.
0: We hear about that all the time, you know, when kids are subjected to that kind of stuff at a young age, it's hard on them. B- yeah. But it seems like now, I mean, you're a mom. Yeah. Social media kind of does the same thing. Oh gosh,
1: yeah. It's just a, it's a it's the same same issues, just a different beast.
2: And being on TV. Yes. Now having to deal with that.
1: And it's funny because you get feedback, you know, not necessarily in the show so much, but on on. Previous stations that I've been on where I've gotten a lot of feedback about the way that I look whether it's about oh I like the way that you look or I don't like the way you look Um, And I always feel and Dan will attest to this too I think it happens a lot more with women than it does with men in this industry Um, So I learned really early on to identify people that I needed to listen to because you get a lot of feedback as As someone that's on camera, and some of it is just trash, yeah, because I remember the one time that this guy made this really nasty comment on a Facebook page about something that I was wearing. and I, I was actually pretty upset about it. And then finally, I realized, why am I reading these comments? Why do I care what this person thinks? Like I'll wear what I'm going to wear. this is a stranger that I don't know. I don't know what their situation is. I don't know why they want to be negative on you know, in a public forum, and why am I listening to it? I don't need it.
0: So yeah, how do you deal with this? You're, do you just block it all out?
1: Yeah, otherwise I think you, you get stuck in it. you get stuck in it with them. And I think that there are people that want to, maybe they're not happy with something in their lives and they don't want you to be happy either. And I think especially being at WGN and having two kids even more so than anything else, it's like, that's my priority my family is my priority. Those are the people that I love. And those are the people that will tell me, Hey, you got to put the brakes on something, Lauren, or you're, you know, that was not a great question or that, you know, you've got to change something with your career. Um, I think it just reprioritized what I felt, what was important to me.
2: Yeah. And it's nice that we're at a place where you don't have to take yourself that seriously.
1: I think that's a big part of it, honestly, because I think I was on. so obsessed with being so perfect. Yeah. And of course, you're going to fail when you do that. And that's probably been something that's gone on through a lot of my life is to think, OK, well, I have to have perfect scores. I have to have a perfect grade. I have to do this right. I have to do that right. I don't want to disappoint my parents. I don't want to disappoint, you know. Um, and I think sometimes you get a little lost in who you actually are. And so I think that this environment was very helpful for me to try to unwind some of the my tendencies to try to be perfect.
0: Well, Lauren, each week we ask listeners to call in and ask questions for our guest. Here's a voicemail from this week.
3: Hey, this is Eric from North Riverside, Illinois.
1: I gotta ask you a question for you, Lauren Jiggett. Have you ever studied at Harvard University and Stevenson High School? I did go to Stevenson High School in Lincolnshire. Um, and then I did go to Harvard and I graduated from Harvard. Smarty pants. <laughs> I have a
2: question for Lauren Jiggett. My question is,
3: what was your dream job before you became a
1: news anchor. I really wanted to be a heart surgeon for a very long time and I love biology, I love studying the heart, I think it's a fascinating muscle of our body. And part of the reason why I couldn't become a heart surgeon is my handshake. And they shake, I'm not nervous right now, and they shake. Hey gang, it's
2: Tom here again. You know, I'm just coming off a big Keanu Reeves uh, movie
3: marathon. So my question for this week's guest is uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes or no?
1: I would say yes. Why not yes? He seems like a – you always hear these stories, and I don't know if they're necessarily true or not about him saving somebody or him doing something wonderful. And um, I haven't really seen a lot of his movies, I have to admit. I saw The Matrix, uh, but I think that may be the extent of my my exposure to Keanu Reeves. Oh, Speed. I saw Speed. (laughs) Wasn't that when she was in the bus – and the bus was like a runaway bus? Yes. Yes, I saw that. Hi, this question is for Lauren for the podcast. My name is Kim. I'm from Hopkins State. And I am wondering if she ever drew a bachelorette or what the most memorable time she's had a bachelorette. Love to hear that story. Thanks. Bye. When I was in college, I the, the one thing that was big was going skinny dipping in the pool at, at Harvard. And so there was this guy that was trying to convince me to do this. And I had originally had agreed to go. And then I had not really no it, I no intention of going. So I had my roommate who sounded like me call him. Because she was from New York and she did not care. And she called him and said, you know, I'm really sorry. It's Lauren. I'm sick. Uh, I don't like have a lot of crazy bachelorette stories, though. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's not really my, I'm not like a really wild. Indiv- I'm not hiding anything.
0: <laughs> so you didn't go skinny dipping? I did
1: not. No, I had no intention of doing it. I felt bad at the time. I was like, oh gosh, this guy's nice. and you know, I, was, I don't know, but I have no <laughs> intention of doing nice. this. This guy's nice. I
2: gotta go skinny dipping no, with him.
1: I just didn't want to let him down face to face.
2: And surprise ending, he became her husband. <laughs> no,
0: that's that's how I met true. your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello, Lauren Jiggins.
3: I have a question for you. Would you rather eat a bowl of melted Velveeta cheese every day for a week? Or make Morgan Goatmeyer hold a tuna fish sandwich
2: in a pitch black room full of kittens? <laughs>
1: What was the second option? <laughs> because I would be interested in pursuing that if it means that I don't have to eat Philadelphia to cheese.
0: You make Morgan stand in a dark room holding fish uh, with a bunch of cats.
1: So here's what I would say. And this I'm going to actually take this more seriously than it probably needs to be. I have a friend who's scared of mascots. And I did not understand. I thought it was actually a joke. And Southpaw came up behind her. And she really, really freaked out and I felt so bad. And I think Morgan feels the same way about cats that this person felt about mascots. So I would, I, <laughs> I, would eat the Velveeta cheese, I suppose.
0: Wow. So you care more about Morgan's feelings than your own.
1: Well, I, I have an aversion to Velveeta cheese. It's not like, it You're wouldn't keep me off. Of yeah. I'm not yeah. terrified of it. Well, I am to a certain extent, but not the same extent as Morgan you cats you're terrified of cheese to a certain extent? I Velveeta cheese is not. Why is it in a block? It's not it's not real. Che- it's not real cheese.
3: Hey, Lauren, I've got a petition going on to bring back the Man of the People with Pat Tomasulo.
1: Are you going to sign it? Yes, I would sign it. I have to support Pat. And I know that it was a lot of work, and uh, but I think he, it was funny. I would sign it. Hi, um, this message is for Lauren. I remember a
3: few years ago and it was a really funny guy on the show. He was a producer. Hilarious guy. Um Brian, Brian, he bought you a chicken sandwich and then you wouldn't take a bite.
0: Why are you so ungrateful? <laughs> Before you answer, let's contextualize this a okay. little better. I made a video about this whole ordeal. Let's listen to that now. Lauren Jiggetts has been bothering me on social media to get her a spicy chicken sandwich. She wrote on Twitter, just get me the damn sandwich and we can talk, which I don't know why she can't go to Popeye's by herself, but here I am. Oh man, you guys are out of the chicken sandwich? No, we have one at the moment. You have one? Man, I mean, I'm not going to see Lauren till tomorrow. So one bite, right? Like it's like a text. Oh, it's so good. One more. Mm. Mm. Gordon, I don't think you're getting any of this. No, I'll save a little. I'll save you a bite. Hey Jiggets. You want a spicy chicken sandwich? Here you go. <laughs> what
1: is this? Did I, you eat this? I got
0: a little hungry. Look,
1: it's, there's perf- a bite mark on it. It's perfectly fine. Here I'll eat it. <sighs> mm. Okay, go away.
0: So once again, I believe the caller asked, Why are you so ungrateful?
1: I hear that, and I hear a very reasonable human being who is being harassed by a coworker with a cold sandwich that may or may not have been refrigerated, with a very large bite mark in it. And I was not. Gonna, I think I threw it in the trash. That was like a crazy time. People were all talking about the sandwich, and I just don't pass a Popeyes throughout the the day. There's one on Irving and Ashland. I know, but I'm never near there after after like nine a.m. So if you order food on Uber and the driver shows up with a that's not chicken what this nuggets is. and each chicken nugget has a bite mark, you didn't on it, pay for you- this.
0: I brought it for you.
1: <laughs> Afterwards, I did feel a little bit bad, and then I thought about it more, and I, I didn't feel bad. I felt very comfortable with my decision, and then I did get a chicken sandwich about a couple months later on my own, and it was delicious, Brian, and it was warm and untouched by teeth.
0: Hi there, long-time listener, first-time caller. (laughs) Uh, My question for Lauren Jiggets is, if you didn't anchor with Dan Ponce um, and couldn't anchor with Larry or um, Ray or Sean Lewis or Taman, is there any other male co-anchor that you would absolutely love to work with at WGN? Um, thank you for answering I'll hang up and uh, listen for your answer
1: that reminds me of the score back in the day Um, well because I've anchored with Marcus who was great I would um, person I've not anchored with that I'd love to anchor with is oh gosh maybe it'd be a toss up between Eric Rung who I absolutely love he's he's a great guy and Ben Bradley who I do not absolutely love Um, but (laughs) just kidding Um, but would be fun I think to anchor with him because I've known him for a very long time
0: Did you know that that was Ben Bradley?
1: No, I thought that was you, Brian.
0: That was Ben Bradley.
1: Oh, that's so funny. I thought it was you. Oh, my gosh. So Ben's just trying to set me up. Yeah. He got exactly what he wanted. Yeah. I've known Ben for a really long time. Like We used to report out on the street together, and he is a piece of work.
3: This is my question for Lauren. Is there anyone at WGN that annoys you? That
1: was you. That had to be. Was that not your voice?
3: No. (laughs) I'll play (laughs) it again. This is my question for Lauren. Is there anyone at WGN that annoys you?
1: Anybody who annoys me? No, I don't think so. Dan knows what annoys me is when I wear red and he starts singing Lady in Red to me at the top of his lungs. That, that's a good it. way to get, get me going at 3.50 in I've the I've heard morning. that in the newsroom. Yes, that is, yeah. That's probably he the one. He speaks
2: Spanish and then he starts
1: singing <laughs> <laughs> Lady in Red. Well, hi. How
3: are you doing? Ah, oh, this is Harry. I've got the question for Lauren Jenkins. My question is this, when you're done with your newscasting and all your prep work for the following newscasting, do you like to unwind with the beverage, be it wine, or maybe a nice ice cold old style? I know I do. Okay, well you have a fabulous day, and love you, love your show, Bye bye and don't forget Sosa so Backwards is ASOS.
1: Okay! Holy cow! Cubs win! Cubs win! That was quite a a statement and a question, too. Um, Well, it depends what time it is. But I think uh, I've cut back quite a bit on during the week. I think the pandemic was kind of one of those things where you went, because, you know, we were like alone, you know, in the newsroom, and then pretty much alone in the studio, Dan and I. So it was kind of like this really weirdly isolating time, and... So I would go home and have, you know, like a, a glass of wine or two glasses of wine and be like, well, you know, it's stressful. Like, this is stressful. Like, why wouldn't I do this? And then also you kind of emerge from the, the depths of the pandemic. You're like, ah, oh, I think I probably need to cut back a little bit. But so if I were to have something, it would be um, a glass of Pinot. But um, now I'm just drinking tea at night.
0: So no old styles.
1: No old styles. I'm not a beer girl. Mm. it's just it's not I don't have anything against it it's just not my not my thing
2: also do we think that was ryan dempster who called was in this it's
0: a very good impression
2: yeah
1: I bet it probably was him yeah he does I'm sure the best he, impression. huge listener.
0: yeah he's a ryan dempster does listen to this podcast yeah, we, we hang out sometimes <laughs> yeah we're buddies Drinking buddies.
1: Drinking buddies.
0: Don't forget, listeners, next week we'll be talking to Morning Show sports anchor Pat Tomasulo. If you've got a question for Pat or any of the other Morning Show anchors, call 773-883-3323. One more time, that's 773-883-3323.
1: Lauren, do you have anything to promote,
0: like a movie or a book?
1: I think everyone should go out and support The Island. It's a fantastic movie that I have not actually seen its entirety, but if you spot me in it, I would like to know, and then I would like to try to file some sort of grievance to get money from it.
0: All right, Lauren, do you have any questions for us on the way out?
1: Have you enjoyed it? Oh, oh, I'm wow. sorry. Ah.
0: I'm afraid that's all the time we have. We've been listening to the WGN Morning News Podcast. Tune in next week for Pat Tomasulo. I'm Brian Say. And I'm Ross MacBee. And, and good morning, good morning Chicago. Chicago. Or whenever you're listening to this. We love you. Say bye, Lauren. Bye. <laughs> WGN Morning News Podcast. And then it goes, wait.
1: My darling, I hunger for your touch. What's your bra size? Qu-
3: <laughs> hey, Dean, your donuts blow.
0: As far as my underwear goes, um, extra small. Can I borrow
1: $5,000? Absolutely not, Brian. You never lend money to family. Or friends. Are we friends? Or strangers or people you might know. Thank you for listening. I love you.